PWO, 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 PWO. Hello, hello, what great timing that is. Welcome to PWO, Low Wrestling is, was, and should be. I'm your host, Matt. I have been from Colorado to this side. Yeah, because we're mirrored. We got the Dean of Old School, S.D. Parker G. White, right over here. That's right. We have Jeff Hitman Hall to this corner. Right below me, we have the head of talent relations, Todd Butler. Hello. I feel bad, and I'm sorry, Ryan. You want to introduce our guest? Oh, this is this, this is this is not a curse at all. Um, um, he was <laughs> funny. Funny story about this though. He was he was one of the first. He was one of the first talents to to respond back and get onto the show. Um, he he has been a part of Dragon Gate. He's been a part of Zero One. He's been a part of PWF, Atlantic Wrestling Federation. Um, he's been a booker, uh, he's been a play-by-play commentator, and he is the current Ring of Honor ring announcer. He is the legend himself, Mr. Bobby Cruz. Thank you, Ryan. What a build-up. Jeez. I feel like I'm looking at these screens. I feel like I'm on uh, like a version of the Brady Bunch, like a dysfunctional <laughs> version of the Brady Bunch with all these boxes. You, you know, we probably would squares. You also, in that uh, uh, listing all my accolades, you forgot to mention my uh, four cups of coffee with WWE. So let's not, you know, let's not read that out. That's very important. We're going to get to that. Don't worry. All right. I got three beers lined up, so we can talk. Nice. Good deal. Fantastic. So, and the reason I said I feel bad for Ryan is having to announce, I mean, the voice of Ring of Honor. I mean, every every announcer, you know, it's one of the voices we go to as wrestling fans um and we had asked you before the show if you'd like to introduce yourself and you said there's a funny story why you will not well i, I just refuse to do it i've always said like i'm a ring announcer nobody's ever paid to see me uh people have gone to see me but i don't think anyone's ever paid so i got into a little uh verbal confrontation with a very legendary uh person in pennsylvania his name's frank talent who uh was a uh, part of the pennsylvania state athletic commission for years and uh, also did some ring announcing of, of his own for WWF at the Spectrum back in the day. And uh, he would always, like, we would run once a month for our HDNet tapings, and he would always say, Bobby, you have to introduce yourself before you introduce the show. You have to introduce yourself. And I'd say, Frank, nobody cares. I'm not introducing myself. I said, if you want, find me. And then, uh, you know, don't find the company. Find me personally. I'll pay the fine or whatever because he was so insistent. And every time, I don't know if it's short-term memory or whatever, but every time I would say, just find me, he would start laughing, pat me on the shoulder and say, okay, just say the other announcement. Like, just very, very weird. But I <laughs> yeah, I, I will never uh, introduce myself. That's fantastic. Not even for this SD guy here who is what – what's your deal? <laughs> me? What's, he's I'm, uh, San I'm Diego. Diego. I'm in San Diego. Special delivery. Come on, man. You know that. Standard definition. 
standard definition. Yeah, that's for damn sure with my fake green screen behind me, but nobody knows that. Only the I, don't trust, I don't trust anyone that wears sunglasses inside. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a rock star thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's my gimmick, man. I got to live the gimmick. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So... I guess to start this off, I guess we should ask, how did you start uh, getting into announcing? Well, um, I haven't told this story yet this year, so let's see if I remember it. Um, you know, like I'm sure everyone that's here right now, uh, big wrestling fan when I was a kid growing up in the in New England, in New England, in the Boston area, every Saturday morning, like clockwork wrestling was on. It was always WWF. So, um, you know, always watched that religiously um, and was – uh, much more into, I mean, I like the wrestling and stuff, but I was always into the production, um, the, the music, of course, the announcements and stuff like that. And so, I, you know, I, I never thought I wanted to be a wrestler and uh, said, maybe I can do this announcing thing. So fast forward to high school and um, in uh, my high school, baseball was my thing. Uh, much better at baseball than it was basketball, although I played both. <laughs> my basketball, my gimmick there, SD, my gimmick in basketball was like, just let me stand behind the three-point line, pass it to me, and I'm going to pop them up. I don't want to do anything else. Um, <laughs> so I was the captain of the baseball team my senior year, and, and before that was basketball. And um, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this. All right, it's my last year. I'll hang out with friends and, and play basketball for the final year. And um, English teacher I had um, had known that I had an interest in trying, like, public address announcing, play-by-play -play announcing. And he was the head bas uh, girls basketball coach. And the PA announcer that they were using was actually retiring. So he asked me if I wanted to do it. So I thought about it for a day or two. I said, okay, do I want to basically ride the bench uh, and uh, play in basketball or do I want to try this? And uh, I'm glad I tried the announcing. So that was my first shot. Um, did that uh, when I graduated. It should have still did it for another couple of years, I think it was. And then um, around 1993, 94, um, way before email, of course, got some uh, addresses of the local indie promotions around here, including Killer Kowalski's and some other, and just send out letters saying, hey, I'm interested in being a ring announcer. And uh, a few of them got back to me, and that's really where it started in the uh, spring of 94. So have you, ever, have you ever done any other sports? Like, I mean, you're a baseball guy. I mean, that's what... Um... Yeah, so, yeah, back in... Uh, my high school days and then after i did cable access like play-by-play -play for basketball uh ice hockey um i think it was the only two i did um didn't do anything else but yeah it was uh for a while in, in my early days in wrestling on the indies around new england i did play-by-play -play and sometimes i did play-by-play -play and ring announcing um and but the play-by-play -play stuff was just tedious to me like it seems like so much more work because it really is than just being a ring announcer. I'll go in for a minute at a time and then sit while uh, sit while I hear the play by play and the uh, color guy in my ear for a twenty minute match. That is that's a lot of work, and uh, I'm glad I chose the ring announcing route. <laughs> Come on, Matthew. Come on, man. You're the host. So you talked about being a fan. Was there a specific wrestler or rivalry that really got you hooked? Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, Rocky Johnson was by far my favorite. I, when I watched him, 
just the uh, charisma he had, the athleticism. He did stuff no one else was doing. Uh, just I love watching Rocky Johnson. I, I remember that uh, it was a Saturday morning. With it. My mother was getting her hair done at a hair salon, and wrestling was on, and she had dragged me with her um, as I was like 10 or 11 years old. And I asked the uh, owner of the salon to put wrestling on, and that was actually the day that uh, Atlas and Johnson won the tag team titles from the Samoans. And uh, I remember jumping around this hair salon and other uh, women are in there like, what is wrong with this kid? Whatever. But yeah, easily my my first and probably favorite of all time is Rocky Johnson. That's awesome. So, uh, so up there in the Northeast, you're watching a bunch of um, WWF or right? A little no, I'm not that old. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh -oh. I didn't know uh -oh. some of the air was, you know, jumbled up, you know? No, this was mm -hmm. so when I first started watching, it was probably around 82 or 83, and it was it was WWF by then because uh, I was about 10. Yeah, around, around 10 years old. So, yeah. Right, right as they went from the Backlund era to the Hogan era. Yeah, right with around the, then. Uh, yeah. 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 With the yeah. shaky baby thrown in there. Nuka had a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I'm, I'm a mid Atlantic guy because I'm, from, I'm from Virginia. And when Rocky Johnson came down here, he was Sweet Ebony Diamond, you know. And Tony Atlas <laughs> was local. He was from Roanoke, near where I'm from. And so I mean, he, he was always around. But when, when Rocky Johnson came in, he had to wear a mask. So he was Sweet Ebony Diamond. And he was still awesome, I'm sure. Yeah, no, he was still he was still the same awesome guy. Yeah, for sure. All right. Oh. So, oh, go ahead, Jeff. Um, when you were uh, when you were younger, like minus wrestlers, um, did you like did you know at the time, like was it just always wrestling, or even when you were a young kid, were you paying attention to um, you know entrances and uh, you know just an announcing and like you know like you said the the behind the scenes or not the behind the scenes but you know the entertainment part uh, aspect of it i think maybe um more towards the mid to later 80s when wwf got out of the small buildings for tv and started doing like superstars of wrestling in the bigger arenas mm. uh, where they actually had the music entrance and the long aisle and stuff like that um, you know, a little bit different way they time the intros and stuff like that. I think that's really where I started paying attention to it. Not so much when they were doing the stuff, um, you know, for championship wrestling, the stuff I started watching. Uh, there was no entrance music for, the, you know, 98% of the guys yeah. or anything like that. So I think it was more late 80s when they started moving into the, uh, to the bigger arenas with the more elaborate entrances. Uh what would you say is your uh, who's your favorite or who, who's your like if, if you had a, a Mount Rushmore if you just had a, a list in, in general of uh, wrestling uh, uh, no. Announce, uh, no announcers, announcers. Well, we could do both we could announce well I mean it, as far as ring announcers it's really I mean there's been very good ones over the years of course but um, to me no one is in the league of Howard Finkel um, right. and of course just losing him a couple of weeks ago I yeah. that was tough um, you know he was. I had posted a video that he had uh, um, said some nice things about me a few years ago. And that's, I, I told people that, you know, announcing a Madison Square Garden in front of a sold out crowd last year, my first WWE stuff, my first Japan stuff, whatever. Um, that's all cool. But the, uh, that Howard Finkel speaking about me for 40 seconds in a positive way is right up there with that. If not above that stuff, it's kind of like, you know, if, uh, you know, Babe Ruth had said to, uh, 
some young hitter, hey, you're pretty good, you know. And uh, it was <laughs> right. like to me, yeah, to me, it's still a few years later now, still means the world to me. And I'll always uh, look back on that video if I ever need uh, need a little pick me up. Um, but you know, there's been some very good ones over the years. Of course, Gary Michael Capetta, who was actually with Ring of Honor as an interviewer when I first started in '03 and '04, um, and Dave Penzer, who did WCW for years, and I just read is now yeah. back with Impact, I believe. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. good for him. Oh, yeah. I know he, you know. Um, and just like anything else, and we all have our opinions, I think there's been some really, really bad ones over the years. Sure. And, uh, but, um, sure. you know, as far as Howard, you know, Kevin Kelly, who was our play-by-play guy for years, of course, now with New Japan and, and killing it there um, and had his time with WWF for years, he told me one time, he said, you know, you're, you're the second best ring announcer I've ever seen. And he said, That's, you're only behind Howard. And I actually told him wow. that Kevin had said that. And I said, I have no problem with someone saying I was second best behind you. That is perfect. I'll take that all day. No doubt. I, um, I would agree with you there. Um, you're really, really good, obviously. But I, I think you almost don't get some of the respect that you deserve just in the sense of a lot of people. Um, I mean, uh, Ring of Honor is still new to a lot of people, you know, depending on your age, depending on where you come from. Um, but, but I mean, I'd argue, man, you probably been one of the best damn kept secrets, uh, you know, um, not a secret, but like I said, to, to, to the non, to your casual wrestling fans would know, but any of the hardcores like us and all the damn marks know, um, <laughs> it's legit, man. Legit. No, yeah. it, it, and it's a different crowd. I mean, there's no doubt it's a different crowd. I, the first, uh, one of the first nights I did with WWE, I went out to announce a dark match at Raw. And then I did heat and uh, somebody yelled from the front row, who the hell are you? You know, and uh, I'm sure if they were a ring of honor fan or, uh, or whatever, they would have obviously known who I was even back then. So um, it's a different crowd, but yeah, I think as far as like, um, you know, uh, the, the type of fan you described uh, that has been a ring of honor fan, or I think is the same kind of fan that's a new Japan fan or an AEW fan now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it, they probably know who I am. Not that that's extremely important to me, but, um, you know, fans have always been very, very respectful to me. Um, and uh, when I'm finally done doing this, that's one of the things I'll miss is actually interaction with the fans because everyone's been really cool with me over the years. Awesome. Speaking, speaking of interaction with fans, uh, did you have the privilege the other, the other evening to do the, uh, to do the Ring of Honor trivia? No. You know what? And oh. see, this is... This is my fault because we have this ring of honor, like a uh, private messenger thing on Twitter. And apparently it was sent out and said, Hey, anyone that's interested, but I just breeze right through these emails for the most part. And I didn't even look at it. <laughs> I found out about it that night and I was all pissed. I'm like, Oh, I would have loved to do that. So, uh, no, I, but I did hear great things about it. I did talk to a couple fans that I know who are actually part of it. Um, and had a, had a blast. Uh, the talent that I, I know, uh, had a good time with it. So, Definitely the next one. Yeah, um, that that is something we talked to Caprice about on Monday. Um, is that is that we just have to continue to commend Ring of Honor for 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 kind of headlining, you know, what what they're doing throughout throughout this whole COVID nineteen you know pan, pandemic that we have going on with with even what they're putting on TV every week. It's just it, it's just phenomenal stuff. And that's yeah, that's well, it's. So it's two things. You got fans saying, "Well, why aren't you running events like the other two big companies?" And then, um, you know, to me, I think for Ring of Honor and what um, what we're doing, it's right for us. I think 
management from day one. Literally, I was in on in March on a flight to Vegas. Halfway through the flight, got an email saying the shows were off that weekend. Um, and so that that decision, you know, it's not like Ring of Honor is a Johnny Come Lately here to trying to do things right, do the right things when it comes to this COVID crisis. So um, they were right out in front of it uh, from the beginning. And and um, you know, like I said, we have 16, 17 years of great material in the can that right. we can put out there. Uh, seen and heard nothing but great things about some of these best ofs like Matt Taven, you mm. know, sitting down face to face, him talking about this moment and what it meant and this match and what it meant and some of the other guys they've done. And our social media team has been awesome. Obviously there's, sure. uh, you know, that uh, TikTok got crazed video that we posted last week, which I did wrong, yeah. but that's, that's why they put me on last. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> It's, uh, you know, just some of the other stuff. They put out the pets, uh, you know, Ring of Honor uh, family and pets uh, this week. Just trying to different things are trying to do, get out there and keep the fans, uh, you know, kind of appetite wet with Ring of Honor. Um, and the other thing that's been absolutely great, obviously, is the stuff that they've been putting on YouTube, just releasing some of the biggest matches in Ring of Honor history free yeah. for fans to just watch on YouTube. Um, I watched the one last week that actually had Joe versus Kobashi. Uh, from right. New York City, which um, I'll never forget that night and the electric feeling in that in that uh, ballroom. And uh, to have a guy like Todd Sinclair, who's seen so many big matches, like closer than anyone over the years, and refereed so many big ones, um, and he refereed that match, of course, to have him commenting on it along with the leadership of you know a play-by-play guy like Ian um, mm-hmm. is really good stuff. It's and so I, I'm very proud of the stuff that we're doing and very proud of the stuff. Uh, the, the leadership uh, that our management has shown by uh, basically keeping us home um, until we get a better handle on what the situation is. For sure. And, I, you know, not to bury any other promotions, but it's, I mean, that's kind of what we watch everything. That's what we do. And, and I think, I mean, Ring of Honor is certainly just in comparison to what everyone else is doing. I've really enjoyed it. I think the, especially the weekly TV, um, the way they chose to handle that with these retrospectives, focusing on different, different guys. I mean, the, this week was Mark Haskins was fantastic. Each mm-hmm. week is, I mean, I'm out looking forward to it which is something i can't necessarily say about some of the other wrestling shows that are on right now but um to be honest with you so i mean hats off the ring of honor for sure yeah like i said it, it's the right thing for us i'm not saying it's the what the other companies are doing isn't right for them uh, I, mm-hmm. and the, the other end of the spectrum is i tip my hat to them because they're making an effort to put right. out original new sometimes live content um i mean that's there's no right or wrong completely wrong answer right. here on this it's uh we're all going through this for the first time um so i i don't think anyone's done it perfectly um or anyone's been completely wrong but i am very happy with uh what ring of honor has done and, and the way they're uh handling it absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. um so to backtrack a little bit we do know since you got to announce a mass in square garden what was that like uh, surreal, uh, you know, there's, I've, after doing this for so many years and being all over the world and doing different things for the first time or the second time, I'm like, all right, what's left really? Um, but that, that was left and, uh, just amazing. I tried to take it all in, um, and, you know, got there very early in the day. And then next thing you knew, it was time to put on the tux and get out there. Um, so it kind of, it kind of flew by, um, it, which maybe was a good thing, uh, but in a way it was a bad thing because I didn't really get to take it all in. You know, we, our production team was working their asses off right up till about a minute before we went on the air live. 
uh, with a couple glitches that of course they took care of and no one would have ever known. And uh, we nailed it. But, um, you know, I, of course, we had the New Japan ring announcer with us also. So I had to sit down with him with the translator and kind of explain production wise how we were going to handle his announcements. Um, and then the first match of the night that we did uh, live was the, the um, rumble, basically. For the future Ring of Honor World Title shot, some New Japan guys, some Ring of Honor guys. So I'm announcing some. He's announcing others. I've got an IFB, which in layman's terms is an earpiece, mm-hmm. uh, so I can hear production and play by play giving me the cue. He doesn't, so I'm giving him the Iggy. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff going on. The next thing I knew it was over, but I did try and uh, uh, <laughs> try and take it all in that night best I could. I had my daughters there, and my brother was there, and some other friends, and um, so it was obviously. You know, uh, something that we thought, you know, we never would have thought happened with Ring of Honor and, and almost didn't as, as the story was out there. And to, to be able to do that and put on that kind of an event was uh, just one of a kind night. Uh, I feel like we all agree announcing at Madison Square is probably one of the highlights of anybody's <laughs> careers. Uh, is there any crowd or specific uh, venue that you, love uh announcing at yeah this there's a few i love well Corican hall in tokyo is just so legendary and, and mm. the fans are so respectful but also so into what they're watching um so Corican hall in tokyo is is right up there for me um as far as towns or arenas that ring of honor hits the ted reeve arena in toronto is uh ice hockey rink that is always packed every time we go there um, is just a really just rabid crowd that just loves Ring of Honor. Um, and just that atmosphere is really good. Um, obviously, anytime we're in New York City, no matter where it is, or the 2300 Arena in Philly, anytime mm. we go there, same deal. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely places that we've been to over the years where I, I'm eager or look forward to going back to. Um, and uh, just because of the fans and, and their, uh, how they are and, and, and also the building. I know selfishly we can't wait for you guys to be back at UMBC up in Maryland. Right. Yeah. It was supposed to be, uh, what, five weeks from now, whatever it was. But, um, and that was going to be a big one. I think that was going to be a big show for Ring of Honor, um, not knowing too much, obviously. I'm I'm only a ring announcer. But to me, it it seems like that was going to be kind of a launching point for a lot of different things uh, for Ring of Honor. Of course, Marty Skrull being a part of creative now. Uh, I think he had that his eyes on that event to really make a statement um, as far as what his vision was and what he wanted to do the next several months. So um, again, out of our control. Um, and I'm right. sure, I'm sure we'll be back there. Uh, I don't want to say sooner than later. I might jinx it, but we'll be back there soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're looking forward to you guys being back at you uh, and sure. Um. Looking back, like uh, over the years, because you've been doing this so long and you're so close to, um, you know, the action and seeing guys in night in, night out. What would you say, um, you know, top couple matches that comes to mind or or, or just 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 being there in person and feel, just being able to actually feel it that close? And, you know, you know the feel I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so it's it that's a much better question it, or I should say easier question for me to answer than name your top three best ring of honor yeah, matches yeah. over the years because there's been so many and you always you forget something or whatever. Um, but, you know, you're more talking about atmosphere and just like 
the overall feeling of the match. One, as I already mentioned, which is Joe, Joe versus Kobashi in New York City. That was unbelievable off the, off the charts. Not only a great match from bell to bell, but also uh, just that atmosphere. I was like, holy shit, really? Like, this is really – that was a rabid crowd. Um, same thing when we did um, – we were in Liverpool, England, and uh, it was Brian Danielson versus Nigel McGuinness for the unification of the Pure and World titles. Uh, that was yep. another one. Um, just had a tremendous atmosphere to it. Um, CM Punk's final match in Chicago Ridge, uh, you know, his hometown against his buddy Colt Cabana, uh, his final match in Ring of Honor. That's another one with the atmosphere. There's just been some of those moments you just can't um, – I don't think you can ever replicate. They did just been one of once-in-a-lifetime type moments. Uh, those are three that I mentioned that had just great atmosphere and great feeling to them, but they were all different in their in their own way. Um, I, I never thought in a million years I'd get to ask you this question, and I, I've always wondered this. Um, you took a gnarly bump to Jay Lethal. Um, one time, I mean, you took a gnarly bump. I just wanted to know, like, not 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 what happened. Obviously, I know what happened, but man, it, it, it looked. <laughs> It looked good. I, it, it looked snug. I'll put it to you that way. Which one? Which one was that? He got me a couple times. Uh, uh, he, he did a dive and he caught you. Yeah, yeah coming out the ring pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I I actually just showed a friend of mine that uh, Saturday night. I that was like I mean, I'm like yeah, he was watch, Tommaso, watch me, I think. I, I said, watch okay. me crash into this guardrail. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> lethal. It was lethal against Dalton. Um, okay. Yeah, in Vegas, and uh, there was a spot where I actually one of the one of Dalton's boys was on the apron, and I happened to be standing there, and he got bumped off, and I caught him. And then I'm like, "Oh, what am I going to do now?" And all of a sudden, I had to throw him away because Lethal was coming at me, and I went right in the guardrail. Um, so I, I'm glad you thought that looked good. That's nice. That uh, the only damage uh, really was a uh, ripped pants on that one, but uh, and not oh, no. in the, not in the ass crack. It was uh, it was kind of like on the belt side. I don't know how I landed or whatever, but Listen, uh, I, from, I remember. Go yeah, I remember going from, to the locker room from, after the show, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm okay." And then I looked, and I'm like, "Oh, there's a hole in my pants." And I'm like, "I was pissed about that." <laughs> from where I was watching it, it looked a hell of a lot worse, boy. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I I uh I all I remember was being down and hearing the commentary in my ear and I heard Ian and Colt Cabana just going bananas and actually Ian said uh somebody called Kenna, somebody called Sarah, which are my two daughters, and basically let me let them know their dad might be really hurt. So um, yeah, yeah. Some some reason me in Vegas on pay per views, especially when G Lethal's the world champion, I seem to get caught in some uh it's a physicality. <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask a question. Do you have any, uh, any what's your best Steve Carino story? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have enough well, time? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, can pick, I, can, I can pick one. As I've said in several times, Carino and Carrie Silkin are the two people that helped my ring announcing career the most over the years. Up until I met Carino, I'd never been out of New England. I announced all over New England, but I'd never been out of New England. And then uh, he actually came up here to do a show uh, that I was announcing. I was also booking, but I was announcing. And uh, he pulled me aside after. He's like, I really like your announcing. And, um, and so he asked me to go down to PWF in Pennsylvania once a month on Sunday nights in, in Pottstown, which I hope I never see that town ever again. <laughs> there's no easy way to get there. But yeah, if I ever would have looked at where Pottstown, Pennsylvania was on the map, I would have told Carino no. 
But um, <laughs> but obviously it, it led to other things like him getting you know me seen by Zero One in Japan and then eventually bringing me to Ring of Honor. So that's why I say he and Kare- uh, he and Carrie have been the two that have really pushed my career along the most over the years. But there was a show. Um, we, he he took, basically took the, the PWF. Trying to think of how to say this, and he he turned it into World One. Um, I don't know if any of you guys ever heard mm-hmm. of World One, but when he was with Zero One, um, they wanted to have like a kind of a Zero One USA type deal over here, and of course mm-hmm. Karina will be running it because Karina was a top guy at Zero One at the time, and it was called World One, and it was like a three day tour, I want to say, and one of the shows I, I thought Pottstown was bad. One of the shows was in Quarryville, Pennsylvania, which oh is I, – I, I, I don't even know how to describe Quarryville. No, I mean, if somebody lives there, I, I'm, I'm sure you enjoy it. But as far as getting there <laughs> and having anything there to do, there was nothing there. So this ride was brutal. I think it was the first day of the tour, so I was coming from home. Um, so say probably six hours or whatever it took. So I walk into the building. And I'm saying hi to people, and I ran into him. And I went up to him and he says, hi. And I said, oh, I said, hi. I said, you know, I didn't like this drive. I don't like your attitude. And he just walked away from me. And I'm like, oh, no. I said, we really never had a problem with each other. I'm like, oh, no, what just happened? So, but he does bring that up. And to this day, he'll still say to me, I don't like your attitude. <laughs> First time I've heard it. <laughs> Oh, Carino got me too with uh, my first trip to Japan. Um, we went to a um, uh, hibachi place in Tokyo. And uh, I'm a very picky eater. Like, really, it's bad. I've gotten better over the years, but I, I'm, I'm, I Damn. know I'm picky. <laughs> I'm picky and I'm a, I am pain in the ass with that. And, uh, you know, it's one of these places where you just order the meat and they bring it and you cook it on the table. I'm like, oh, I've never done this before. And it's Tokyo. Of course, I'm going to do this. And uh, so he's like, yeah, try this, try this, try this, puts it on my plate. And I ch- got this meat on my plate. It was good. I'm chewing and chewing and chewing. I'm like, I said, what is this? I've never had a meat you had to chew for like five minutes before you could swallow it. So it's just a thin piece. And he says, it's cow's tongue. And I said, <laughs> yep, no. I said, no. And he says, yeah, it's cow's tongue. Sure enough, it was cow's tongue, which is, a, hey, if I would have known ahead of time, I would have never tried it. So. <laughs> <laughs> what I tell you on Cinco de Mayo, Ben? Don't tell me what's in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's it's uh, and Cinco de Mayo. It's called lingua, just in case, uh, Matt. You wanted to know that's tongue. Chewy. <laughs> <Should> <laughs> yeah. uh, so you talked about Kerry Silken and you talked about his impact. What? What exactly? Can you expand on that for us? No, oh, just so. You know, um, when I started with Ring of Honor in the summer of 03, it was just as Carino's personal ring announcer. Um, he had come up mm-hmm. with the idea. He was going back to Ring of Honor, the feud with Homicide. He set me on the old AOL IM. Anyone remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah. Grew up on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sends me a message one night. He says, hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to go back to Ring of Honor. I'm thinking of having my personal ring announcer. Just as something different to do. And they asked me if I would do it and I uh, ran the idea past me. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. I get to announce only you. I get to do nothing else for the entire show. <laughs> I get to talk five to eight minute intros. I'm a heel. I get to piss off the fans. 
and anyone else. I'm like, I will be there absolutely. So, um, <laughs> so we did several several of those that became very popular. Um, and then, so that's when I first met Carrie. He was a, I think at that time, part owner of Ring of Honor. Um, and then you know, the other Ring of Honor ownership at the time had some pub- well-publicized legal issues, I think, that uh, caused some problems um, as far as him staying with the company. So Carrie took full ownership of the company in 04. Uh, and he called me up one day. I was doing a little, like some fill-in spots. Um, and he called me up one day and he said, uh, hey, I have a question for you. I said, okay. He said, if the full-time ring announcing spot became available, would you do it? And I said, if it became available, I would do it. And he said, okay, give me an hour. Uh, and he, he called me That back escalated back. quickly. Yeah. He called me back in like a half hour, half hour later, not an hour. He called me back in a half hour later. He said, okay, it's yours. It's, it's available. It's yours. And I said, okay. And uh, so that he, he really made the decision. Uh, Gabe Sapolsky, of course, who was the booker at the time, mm-hmm. yeah. had interest, wanted to make a change and bring me in maybe six months earlier to take that over. Um, but the other owners or whatever at the time did not approve that. Um, so that kind of just disappeared until, until um, the fall where uh, Carrie was in control. Gabe was the booker. Um, and, and so then it ended up happening in, in November of 04. So uh, we, we have Carrie coming on the show later. Is there anything we need to ask him or, or grill him on? <laughs> uh, yeah, ask him. Ask him why he gave me the, the nickname Beanbag. That's what you can ask him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let oh, yeah. I'll let him answer Girl, that one. Yeah. Girl, beanbag Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. He calls me beanbag or he calls me double B. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> you do with him, don't 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 bring up Broadway if you with him. Don't bring up any sporting <laughs> events, obviously. His ticket sales are uh, obviously non-existent right now, so don't bring anything up like that. Just talk about wrestling. Okay, we can do that. Uh, Yeah, it's (laughs) noted. Unless you Uh, want to piss him off, bring up Broadway. Definitely bring up Broadway. (laughs) Specific show we should bring up? Yeah. Yeah, what's the best-selling one? Lion King. Lion King, bring that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm a heat you missile. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what else would you – speaking of heat missiles, um, let's see. Who is – like, uh, I, I, what's a, who's a bad ring announcer if you like to bury somebody? And, oh, and no. why would you say, And why would you say Joel Gertner? <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't, Sorry. I, I wouldn't say Joel Gardner if I don't consider Joel Gardner a ring announcer. I, I consider him a manager. Uh, <laughs> well, see, now, see, now we're going to decide if I'm going to – yeah, I guess I will. All right. So, um, so I mean, everyone has their own opinion, right? So right. Correct. The guy, the guy who I actually replaced in Ring of Honor was a guy by the name of Steven DeAngelis who oh, had been with Ring not. of Honor since the beginning – uh, and also was a uh, uh, part-time or full-time half show, whatever he was, ECW ring announcer uh, yes. with Barb Artees back in the day. Um, and I always thought he was absolutely horrid. Um, and he, he, he always looked so disheveled to me. It looked like, you know, he had a, a, a 
the black pants on that hadn't been ironed in uh, two years. He had uh, a black jacket on, and then he would have a no shirt, tie, or whatever, a T-shirt, black T-shirt or something that right. looked like it just came out of his trunk also. Um, and uh, and uh, I probably wouldn't even say this, even though I just thought he wasn't good. And I'm sure he thinks I'm not good, so I'm sure it's a mutual feeling. But uh, he was quite the ass when I took over for him for, with Ring of Honor. I actually put something out there on the old Ring of Honor message board saying, you know, I know Steven's been here since the beginning, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to reach out to him because, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, Cal Ripken's playing shortstop, but some other young kid comes up and, and takes over because Cal Ripken is not as good. And then Cal Ripken gets, gets mad at the kid. No, you don't get mad at the kid. That's, that's a decision that was made, right? And he got mad at me. Uh, and then, um, so because I took over for him, and then when I was going to call him the next week, that first weekend I was the Ring of Honor. It was in Boston and uh, New Jersey. Um, before the Boston show, a, a friend of his, a very good friend of his, said to me uh, that he was saying some things. And he said, hey, did you see that BS that Bobby posted on the message board that he was going to reach out to me, F him, blah, 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 blah. And from that point on, I said, okay, absolutely not. I'm not going to reach out to you. Who cares? I mean, I was trying to just be courteous, basically. Um, and then he was in um, – he actually came to a Ring of Honor show a few years ago um, at the at the um, Hammerstein. Uh, I walked backstage, and he was standing there. And I'm like – and, you know, now – this is now my turf. But right. I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be rude or an ass or whatever unless he really started. I want to say he made some comment, like I'm still waiting for that apology. And I think I got a little steamed and I just walked away. Um, but yeah, not a, not a fan of him personally or his ring announcing. Um, there was a time um, that WWF slash WWE had some really bad hires as far as ring announcers. Um, you know, they, they went with the quote unquote hot chick. Uh, whether she had very minimal announcing experience or none. It was just a model they tried to turn into a ring announcer. In two or three months down the road, they just would change and try someone else. But they made some bad hires. I remember one specifically, her name was Angela Fong. Um, terrible, absolutely terrible. And uh, they had her on TV. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you know, this is, it was like reverse sexism, you know, because <laughs> I, I actually had, I had them tell me that one time, not in those words, but. When, uh, when I did stuff with them in 06, um, and then it, it um, nothing ended up happening because um, ECW was being brought back. And at the time, ECW was yeah. ra- running their own house shows with them and, and dr- not drawing yeah. well. So they combined them with um, SmackDown house shows. So at that point, they don't need two ring announcers for one show. Um, so because Justin was going to take over for on the ECW side, I was going to become the backup to Lillian for Raw and do those house shows, the whole thing. And it ended up not happening because of how poorly ECW was drawing. But um, it, uh, th- there was one time um, someone from the office called me and said, um, it was a woman. She says, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure the next ring announcer we hire is going to be a hot chick. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like... I mean, that's like reverse sexism. You know what I mean? It's like, no, that's going the other way because I'm not a hot chick. Like, so yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, favorite things I've been told over the years. Well, it's you know you mentioned that, and I think that if you when you said you know we were talking about who's the best and that kind of thing, I mean the list 
of people that are really, really good at this is short. And you're definitely on that list. And the list of people who aren't is long. And a lot of them we can't remember because yeah. it was like, yeah. who was I mean, that? You know. Angela Fong was really the only one that came to mind, but I know there were others. I know there were both male and female. I, I um, just, it was a few years ago. It was after uh, Justin Roberts was no longer with WWE. Um, and I think Christy Hemme at the time was working for TNA. And uh, I put a, I put a tweet out one day and I called myself the best male ring announcer, best male wrestling ring announcer on television. And uh, everyone kind of got it. And then a couple people actually sent me like nasty messages. You're so arrogant. What kind of an ego do you have or whatever? And I, before I could even respond, some other fan responded and said, he's the only male ring announcer <laughs> that's doing wrestling on television right now. And that was my whole point. Like, if Justin was still with WWE, I wouldn't have said that or whatever. Um, but the fact that I was the only, because at that time, the WWE was only using females. Impact or TNA was using Christy Hemme, the female. I was the only guy ring announcer on wrestling television. So I call myself the best guy ring announcer. What's wrong with that? No, 100%. The one name I don't know, I think I've heard yet, uh, Tony, Tony Chimmel. Where does where, where does he sit on your list of um, guys there? <laughs> Tony Chimmel's good. He was good. Uh, yeah. I, I remember because um, he had worked for WWE for so many years, ring crew and all this other stuff behind the scenes. Um, when they first made him a ring announcer, they, I was actually at a TV taping as a fan in uh, the old Springfield Civic Center up here near the Basketball Hall of Fame. And uh, it was, I know it was one of his first shows as a ring announcer. I think it was Wrestling Challenge or something. And uh, he, he was okay back then. And then uh, he became really good over the years. When I did WWE stuff, he was like one of my favorite people. Like he just was like, you know, production people. He just said that personality could just joke around with, bust balls or whatever. Of course, I didn't because I didn't really know him that well. But a um, couple of things he said to me was joking around. And then, excuse me, one of the nights, uh, um, one of the production people was sitting at ringside together. And uh, one of the production people says, uh, Tony, you know why Bobby's here, don't you? And Tony says, why? He says, he's going to replace you. And Jim was like, Jim was like, I don't care. Like, he, and, and he literally, he did not care. He literally, all right, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. I'll be allowed to stand the bat. Like, he literally was so easygoing and such a funny guy. Uh, and he was a good ring announcer. I would never say anything negative about about Schimmel. And uh, and uh, he definitely does the best edge intro, right? That's the big uh, oh, thing yeah. with him. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think that was the highlight of that. Um... You know, one um, you know Hall of Fame ceremony um, where 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 they inducted uh, Beth Phoenix, and then he just comes out of the blue, and you just hear that huge pop. Um, I think that speaks to kind of how kind kind of how he's kind of invested in himself to to kind of to kind of get to where he's at. Very uh, very unheralded guy, you know. Not much. He was you know they did a little thing uh, years and years ago with him and Finkel having a a little. Um, feud over who was going to be the announcer on raw or something like yeah. that but um you know for the most part it was always you thought wwe ring announcer was always finkel um and Schimmel was kind of like secondary or whatever but uh, he had quite a never mind the career he's had there overall with his work and stuff he's done uh as a ring announcer he had a pretty good run uh, who's, um, who's on your mount rushmore wrestling how many heads are on you? Five or four? Four. 
Four. Four. How many ever you want? <laughs> Five. Let's do let, let's do four an honorable mention. <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's a that is a tough one. That is such a tough one. Well then well first, let's go ahead and limit it to just your know, ring of honor guys then. Oh, I like that. Doesn't make, okay. that makes, doesn't make it even I don't think that makes it easier. That's like, it's, <laughs> no. it's true. So so if I had to pick five five stone heads to put up somewhere on a mountain, um in no particular order. Just overall, what they've meant to the company and their obviously the quality of their work. Um, I would uh, I would say Samoa Joe uh, because he really made the Ring of Honor World Title the Ring of Honor World mm-hmm. Title. Um, uh, the Briscoes uh, mm-hmm. because of their just unparalleled work work from basically day one in the company. So that's three. Um, might be some surprising ones here. They mean to be like, oh, really? Uh, Roderick Strong. Um, to me, to me, Roderick Strong has or is was. Um, I've said this for years. The best wrestler in company history. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, yeah. best wrestler. Didn't matter first match, fifth match, or ninth match. Um, never went out and had a bad match. Always, just like everyone else in Ring of Honor, so I hate to separate it, but I mean, always just putting yeah. 100% effort in, no matter where he was on the card, and um, just so solid. And then I guess a fifth, you know, I would probably, um, at this point, go with Jay Lethal, um, because of just, uh, since he's returned to the company, uh, you know, he had his earlier work as kind of like CM Punk's apprentice, um, right. had a pure title run, and then left for a few years, and but since he's been back, God, man, what a what a body of work he's put up, and um, you know that time he had the pure, uh, excuse me, the TV title and the world title, uh, defending yep. both titles on the same pay per view, uh, and so forth. Just uh, so I would say, you put me on the spot. That's that's my Mount Rushmore plus one of Ring of Honor. <laughs> so what's your? What's your favorite? Uh, the, the favorite and new um, call that you got to do. I know you've had a few of those. Um, hmm, that's a good one. Well, one of the top ones was was Madison Square Garden with Matt Taven. Matt Taven winning the world title. Um, for a few reasons, it's Madison Square Garden. Finkel did it so many times there, but also um, I've known Taven since he started on the Indies here in New England, and just seen him uh, just grow leaps and bounds. Not only as a wrestler in the ring, but also as a person outside the ring. Uh, just really grown up to be one of the people I'm closer with uh, in the company over the years. So that's one. Um, I would I would say probably another one is my first final battle in 2004, where Aries dethroned Samoa Joe for who thought uh, Samoa Joe would ever lose the Ring of Honor World Title. Um, so for that came out of nowhere for Aries to win that day and it being my first final battle. I think that uh, that would probably be right up there, number two. Yeah, we. I was when I thought of this question, I was thinking of the Matt Taven match for sure. Yeah, because I know yeah. all of all of us, all of us were really. I mean, I, you know, we 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 definitely were were Matt Taven fans, and so I know that we when it happened, we were we were definitely popping. We were watching it for sure. Yep, it's uh, it's just one of those moments. Can't even really uh, you talk about it, but it's not uh, you don't do it justice. 
And one of, one of the guys here actually had, uh, a, he tried to um, steal Taven's gimmick and walk around with a belt that he didn't actually win. But that's, <laughs> we won't even get in, we won't even get into that. Will we, Matt? Oh, God. <laughs> Dwight is having a hard time coming to terms with being a Melvin. Uh, uh, all, I'm, all I'm saying, guys, is I have the dude, belt right next to me. But to change subject, I'm not going to show it because no. that, it, that it would lose all of this. You know, I'm going to dip into the Howard Finkel well here again. Um, I think I think just the fact that he just had a huge, just a huge Im- influence on on you and your career is 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 something that we need to recognize. Um, when when they were showing his tribute videos, there were there was one clip, and and it was and it was with Edge and Christian when they won the tag titles back at WrestleMania 17, and Christian's one quote was, um, you know, as a boy, I always I always dreamt Joe you know, Howard Howard Finkel would always say like and knew, um, and then that's how that that's how he knew he had he had made it. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, so my question is, 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 has anybody come up to you and said that to you? Uh, when you were just talking about that, I didn't think you were going in that direction with the question, but I was thinking of the answer to the question. I didn't think you were asking. Um, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself because you talked about edges comment. I, I heard I've heard Booker T say the same thing. He's like, I, when, you know, when WCW got sold and I got the WWE, I couldn't wait for him to announce me. Um, right. I, I've had people come to Ring of Honor, debut with Ring of Honor or whatever, and tell me either before or after that. It's like, I've been, I've been so looking forward to you announcing me or I've been waiting for you to announce me or, you know, whatever. So it has happened maybe a handful of times over the years, which is really cool. I mean, really – to me, I still say this after all these years, who really pays attention to ring announcer? Um, but, you know, th- there have been several guys that have come up uh, and said, you know, I've, I've been trying to get here. Not, <laughs> didn't try to get here so I can announce them. But it was the fact that right. once they got there, um, you know, they really looked forward to the first time I would intro them. So, um, yeah, it, it has happened. It's uh, it's cool. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. You know, it's just I, I just try and fill my small role. But when people take notice of that, um, it's a good feeling. Is it is it somewhat of a validation though that you know your that that your role within within the company is still a very important one? Um, yeah, it, it's. Um, I've always had the support of um, management. I guess you would say, um, whether it was back in the day with Gabe or Adam Pierce or Hunter Johnston, um, whoever's been in quote, you know, had quote unquote had the book. No one's really bothered me. They've always let me do to my own things. Matter of fact, that story back in the, back in the day when Gabe was the booker, he wanted me to um, change the way I introduced tag teams. And I remember the one example that he brought up was uh, the carnage crew, which back in the day was uh, Loke and Tony DeVito. And, uh, he, he had told me one day, I think it was a show in New Jersey, he said, you know, I think instead of, I want you to say the carnage crew of Logan DeVito. And when he said it, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Like, really, to me, it should be the individual names, Loke and DeVito, and then Hammer, the Carnage crew, you know, because that's the team name. So I, I thought about it for like a half hour. I was walking around. I'm doing it in my head. And I went to Gabe, and I said, 
Gabe, I don't think this sounds right. I, you know, whatever. And he, I said it to him and right on the spot, he says, okay, do it the way you want. And not in a, not an a-hole way. He just said, he's like, you know what? You're probably right. You're the one that does it. You have a better feel for it. Um, and, and so from that point on, got, got my way with that. But, um, like I said, no one's, uh, everyone's always been so appreciative and so supportive. I think, um, one of the biggest things that I've always enjoyed in my career is whether, no matter what Booker it was, but especially Pierce and Hunter, um, because, um, when we were with Gabe, it was more of a DVD company and we didn't do, you know, live streams or live pay-per-views, TV, that kind of thing. Um, so it didn't come up as much, but, um, the confidence that they've shown, like, um, there's been shows where I've missed for whatever reason, you know, whether it's, a my daughter's game or, a, a work or whatever. Um, and, uh, They've always told me, said it's so much easier when I'm there, you know, because they're so comfortable with me. They know they don't have to worry about things. I mean, I, there's been times where because of flight problems, I showed up at a TV a TV taping ten minutes before, and it, it just goes flawlessly. And that's not a pat on my own back, but that's my experience in Ring of Honor. How we do things, uh, the little details that maybe some other people don't pick up uh, when they're filling in and so forth. So. Um, I, like I said, I, as far as the way I've been treated by "quote unquote" creative in Ring of Honor over the years, it's been nothing but uh, really with admiration and respect. Um, and it's it's I can't ask for anything more than that. It's it's a freedom that I have to do my own thing. Nobody's they don't tell me how to announce things or anything. Um, the only time I speak up in production meetings uh, is when you know something. Uh, maybe I think an entrance should be flipped. Or something might make sense doing it a slightly different way. And 99% of the time that I raise my hand and speak up in a production meeting, it gets changed to the way that I say uh, that I think it would be better for us to do. Uh, minor details, little small stuff, but it's just the stuff that I'm so, uh, been doing this for so many years and being so passionate about the whole production part of it, the music and entrances and stuff, it's stuff that maybe I'm thinking that no one else really is thinking about because it's really, in the big picture, it's not a big deal. I, to, yeah. to, to, piggy, to piggyback off of that, I'd say don't sell yourself uh, short. Um, like you said, no one comes to see the ring announcer, which may be true, but I, I'd also argue that if the ring announcer is performing at a high level and doing his job, then, yeah, no one's going to pay attention to him. You know, you or somebody else starts stinking up the joint, and then now you're noticing the ring announcer, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. To me, I mean, being sports fan, same thing as a referee or an umpire. If it's a bad yeah. one. You know that guy's name and you know exactly, you know, you know everything about him. But if it's, you know, the strike zone on a particular game is uh, like, oh, man, I don't even know who did the plate tonight. Well, guess what? He was really good. You know, so, yeah, I think it's it's a similar thing. I think the exception to that rule would be Todd Sinclair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is that? Because we're huge fans of Todd Sinclair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I just I just thought that it was funny um, because because you mentioned earlier uh, they 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 put the Samoa Joe and and the Kobachi match out and then and then they had Todd and Ian doing doing kind of the play by play just kind of going through the match and right and and right at the beginning Todd Todd told you to 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 announce him and just a full <laughs> lot of booze. That's the only thing you heard was just a full lot of booze. We used to so so. By the way, Ryan, I'm, I'm just noticing that Todd's name came up. You you bear a resemblance to Todd. Yeah. Yes, we he call does. Him Todd Sinclair. I be a legitimate son. 
Look at that. You gotta have Todd on and put him in these squares like the two of you to next to each other would be amazing. One of us may have already bought a referee shirt just for that. All right. <laughs> That's the next UMBC event. So I'm going to look forward to So touching on that. So Todd, yeah, it was funny. You know, I, I totally forgot that as I'm watching back on, uh, on that YouTube uh, video. I'm like, I totally forgot that I introduced him because we really never did that. Um, especially as we, our, our careers pro, uh, progressed in Ring of Honor, I, I stopped announcing referees. Um, and but it would be funny, Todd would be very, very unpopular in some places and very popular in others. And I knew the places that we would consistently go to that didn't like him. So I was, I, I always tell the story. Matter of fact, PCO, who's a, just, a, just a great guy, but a huge, obviously. Um, been in wrestling so many years, but it's a huge wrestling fan of different things. And uh, we were in England last year on a bus, and uh, people were asking me to do my Finkel uh, impersonation. There we call it, yeah, impersonation, um, uh, announcing old WWF people. And I pointed out how uh, Finkel had a, a different intro for babyface Jake the Snake versus heel Jake the Snake. And I did, I did both. And pe- PCO like almost laughed himself off the bus. Thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so, so, so I going back to what we were talking about with Todd. Uh, is why I thought of that story. Is um, I would do the same thing. If it was a town that I knew didn't like him that we were in, I would do the ominous intro. Like I would say, like your referee is Todd Sinclair like very evil very like whatever and he just gave me the dirtiest look and the fans of course boo him try to boo him out of the building um and then there's other places where like San Antonio for whatever reason like Todd Sinclair could run for mayor like he's they love him in San Antonio I don't get it but it's uh I don't know I don't know what they see there but um it's it's amazing. So it's just it's just weird. But I mean now, I mean, in all seriousness, he's been with the company. I mean, just about the same time I have basically, and um, it's definitely earned the respect of the longtime hardcore Ring of Honor fans over the year, yeah. uh, oh, which yeah. he should. And uh, so I, you know, I'm glad we don't do those intros anymore because I'm I'm sure I probably wouldn't be able to avoid the uh, doing the evil one for Todd, but. Um, yeah, he'd see, you see the reaction. Yeah, you guys have. You have it, thumbs up for him. You want a date yeah, with him? It, we used to, yeah, we did the win a date with Todd Sinclair several years ago. We could bring that back. <laughs> I didn't win. That was actually, I want to say, by the way, that I think that was the creation of Brian Danielson back in the day, I think. I think that was the creation. I know we had a big part in it. I'm trying to remember. Gabe was the booker at the time still, and and I would be able to announce Brian would tell me announce win a day with Todd Sinclair. I'm like, Gabe's never going to go for this. And Gabe used to laugh his ass <laughs> off. He used to think it was the funniest thing. So I'm like, Oh, all right. Gabe has a sense of humor too. But um, yeah, Todd Sinclair, it's not, not much I could say it, other than um, he retires. Um, I would, I would hope he writes a book or some sort of a memoir because there'll definitely be a chapter or two all about me. And it'll be, it'll be all about the torture that I put him through over the years on the road. Um, I, I, I have tortured him like no one else. Like I tortured him to the point where he's legit hit me twice, like legit punched, punched me. Like, 
he I I he's a he's a great guy, good heart, best referee I've ever seen. Not to you know say anything bad about any other referees. I've seen very very good ones, but I've seen him so much over the years in big situations. Uh, the best referee I've ever seen. Guys love having him ref their matches. Um, but oh boy, he can uh, he can see red. He he can see red and. <laughs> It's some hatred when he deals with me sometimes. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's funny that you say that, just like with the hot and cold thing, because every time we go to UMBC or even even when they were back in the day when they were going to the uh, like field house up in actual like Baltimore, like up in the city city, um, there's this guy that comes to all the shows. When, oh, when, uh, yeah. when we went to the show, um, when I went to the world. show where, 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 where uh, yeah, PCO won the belt. It's the same guy, and he rides Todd all night <laughs> long. I mean, he just rides his ass so much. That, I bet like, the fans are looking like like you almost think he's a plant, but he's not because I I don't know the guy, but I've been seeing him off and on for seven, eight, nine years. You know what I mean? You know, like he just, he I'm just sure, he doesn't stop. Yeah, I'm sure if um if you I mean if you held a picture of him up right now, I'm sure I would recognize him, especially if he's been coming to events that long. Um, I'm sure you. I'm sure if you saw him, you'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, you know? I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Him. Yeah, yeah, that guy. But uh, plot yeah, twist: Todd, that guy is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am that guy, but you know, you're not a Todd fan. No, no, no. Uh, I like Todd. You're not a Todd fan, Jeff? Huh? <laughs> no, no. I like Todd. He's fine. <laughs> uh, just, just, just like everybody else, I, I've been watching Todd forever, forever today. Yeah. Uh, Todd is, uh, you know, you have fans that yell different things. Like, like I said to you, the WWE night, the, like the guy in the front row, like nobody's making any noise. Guy in the front row, who the hell are you? And I'm like, oh, okay, like you feel small, right? But uh, people yell things at Todd, and uh, he would, you know, obviously just ignore him. But the past few years, he's like. Uh, Especially if you know we know the camera's not on us or whatever, he'll give it right back to the fans a little bit. Like, uh, you know, you're, not, you're really not funny, but uh, yeah, he's I mean consummate professional. Yeah, well, uh, Matt, sometimes Matt, I... by the way, stand by. Yeah, you, you stand by. I'm pointing at you, yeah, uh, Matt. Matt, you said maybe ten minutes ago. Oh, did one, just to change subjects, but somebody cut you off. It was probably Ryan. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, did, did, you want, did, you want, did you have something? Go ahead. I yeah, have to run we, this We were now. talking about uh, creative and we were talking about owners. I was going to ask, well, how is it currently going with Marty with creative? Uh, well, it hasn't been much of a body of work, obviously, because of what's going yeah. on. Um, but I'm not expecting – for me personally, I'm expecting zero difference. Uh, I know Marty has confidence in me and the job I do, and, and so I don't think he's going to even step on me as far as um, – anything I do. Um, but Hunter is still in creative, but he's also still our executive producer, uh, mm. which is a genius move. And it's a no brainer because he has all the experience of writing TVs and formatting TVs, pay-per-views, everything for years and years and years. And Marty doesn't have that, the actual formatting of that mm. stuff. So Hunter being involved in that and Hunter, you know, in our production meetings, Hunter still runs the production meetings goes over every segment and times and all this stuff, commercial breaks, whatever. Um, so, um, you know, having Hunter there is a huge, huge asset, obviously. He's not going anywhere, thankfully. Um, and, and as far as Marty, uh, at first, I mean, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. You know, it's like 
oh man, you know, it's that old thing, top talent, a top talent, you know, being creative, like, oh man. Mm. But, you know, um, not speaking of podcasts, I don't know if you knew, but Ring of Honor has mm. a new official podcast. Um, and Marty was the first guest on the first episode. And I listened to half of it the other day. Um, and he was very well spoken. I mean, he's very basically saying he's saying that he's saying the right things. And I believe him that he's going to do uh, what's right for the company. And if what's right for the company is, you know, uh, him kind of in the background, which I can't imagine, um, is such a talent and a top draw, uh, then he'd do that. But it, but if it comes day that it's the, the best time is uh, for Marty Skrull to be Ring of Honor World Champion, we should go that route. I mean, it really does come down to what's best timing-wise for the company at that time and into the future. So um, I have all the confidence. I, I, I've definitely come around. Uh, it was nothing against Marty. It was, only, it was just my own thinking was like, oh, my God. I, I, and the example I used was of someone outside the business, a friend I was talking to about it when they announced it. It uh, was, uh, it doesn't, I said, it doesn't matter if my mom was the booker. Like if she was a top talent in the company, I'd be like, oh man, how are we going to do this? But um, so far, so good. I was going to say the track record with history and that is not very great, but <laughs> it's encouraging to hear. Yeah. And, and, and you have to look at, you know, the guys at, uh, in AEW. I mean, they, they seem to be doing pretty well uh, with, without a lot of hiccups and so forth. Uh, you know, so, um, maybe, maybe we've hit the tide now where uh, it can happen again, where top talents can be head of or big parts of creative. Right. Well, I mean, there's enough, we've, we, there's been enough times that, that that didn't work out that I think it's sort of a cautionary tale that I yes. think even if you're in that position, you sort of, you understand where it could lead because it has before. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's my favorite baseball player. Uh, well, he was my favorite baseball player. I love watching him play baseball, but they named him the like player manager. I'd be like, oh no, you know what I mean? I, I, would, I, like, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I would want that. So it, it's a tough spot. Two different things for sure. Um, next, Matt. Matt, I think we, we know we. Get, wait, wait on Matt. Let it, I'm going to ask a. I'm going to ask a ridiculous question if you don't have anything, Matt. I think we ran through everything on our list. Oh, no. So, oh, no. Okay. Now we have yes. to do word association here. I love word association. You don't do word no. association? No. Oh. We, we usually do it. <laughs> we do like, all right, you go ahead. But I, I was going to say, we usually do like who, would you know, because we, we were talking to wrestlers. We would say like, okay, in your match, who would win? So I'm going to ask, who would win between in a fight between you and um, Bruce Buffer? Go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so well, I, I I honest no matter what my in my real life I'm a beer salesman and I'm I even okay. tell my account I even tell my accounts I'm like listen if you ask about a specific beer that we sell and I think it's terrible it doesn't I'm gonna tell you you know what I mean so I'm very honest uh, I think Bruce Buffer would wipe my ass all over the place. Like, honestly, oh he seems, he seems, uh, he's older than me, but he seems like he's pretty jacked. I mean, I, maybe I'm just, yeah. I mean, I don't watch a lot of UFC at all, but it, it's stuff I've seen of him. He seems pretty jacked and, uh, he spins when he announces, you know what I mean? Does that spin? Does. Like, I don't do that. So, like, <laughs> Like, okay. You know, one of my, my favorite Looney Tunes characters, Tasmanian Devils. I feel like I would go make a move on Bruce Buffer, and he'd spin like Taz and come right at me and wipe me out and take down, and that's it. And plus, 
he he's sitting front row for years and years and years for all these UFC fights, all these submission holds and everything, like all this shoot stuff. So I think I'd be dead, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not, uh, not a fight. Not a fight I'm taking. That's a great. That's a great answer. That's very a great answer too. It is. Yeah. Very honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Ryan, you want to run some word association here? Columbus. <laughs> Columbus, what? Um, there was there was there was a video I saw um, in Columbus where um, you made it look like a leap of of some sort. What happened there? <laughs> I just showed my friend that the other day too. Same video. You mentioned two of the videos I showed her the other day. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. So. So this, there's a – I forgot what the actual distance was. I want to say 10 feet, but uh, maybe I'm being ridiculous. I don't know how it came up that day. We get bored because we're there, you know, hours before an event. And uh, I think I said to someone I could make the jump from the stage to the ring directly. And then everyone, literally everyone was telling me there's no way. There's no – Todd Sinclair was like – First in line, Sam, there's no way you can make that. No way you can make that. Uh, the only thing when I decided to try it, the only thing I was worried about was hitting the ropes and then bouncing back off with my momentum. So I had, I, I want to say, Rhett Titus and Jay Briscoe, two guys were there to spot me just in case I fell back, not to help me get up. And uh, you see, if you saw the video, I nailed this freaking jump. Um, like cleared it easily. There's a shot on one of the angles. The TK Orion was sitting in the corner, and he popped up and he put his hands on his head like this. Like it was a legit reaction. Like he's like, "There's no way I thought you could do that." So to have a bunch of like really good athletes uh, put me over for saying, "Wow, that was really impressive. That was pretty cool." That's the go. best thing I've ever done in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> That's one only word association here. So. You're in the clear. <laughs> All right. So, real word association. Sean Michaels. That's a, are these one word answers? Or are they just. Sure. It's whatever you want it to be. Whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Uh, stellar. Mm. Stellar. Red Heart. Um, I want to say weed. Because the, the, the time we had him come in for Ring of Honor in Boston or whatever, he was, that's what he wanted to do. But um, obviously, so so awesome. Just overall, so awesome. That's mm-hmm. all. Uh, Hogan, Hulk Hogan. Uh, probably, well, him and Vince are probably the reason why I can have a 16-year ring announcing career Ring of Honor and have a contract. That's, that's wrestling's right. that big. Hey, do we have any like um, uh, other people? Yeah, Go ahead. yeah. Uh, say, Nobody controversial. Jim Cornette. So, so Jim Cornette and I had a fairly heated verbal disagreement in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, but other than that, before and after, we've always been good. Uh, obviously, um, can't be a one-word answer. Obviously, has um, this, done every job in wrestling. So, I mean, how do you not respect that? Uh, and has a passion for pro wrestling that may be unmatched by most people. So, how do you not respect mm-hmm. that? I don't agree with everything he says. I certainly don't agree with what he says about the Young Bucks, for example. Uh, but... With me, other than that one uh, altercation we had, he's always been very good. 
funny story about him because he can be hot or cold. He likes you or he doesn't like you. And like I said, we we got along well, but we we don't. When he left Ring of Honor, we didn't stay in contact. You know what I mean? I don't talk to a lot of people. Uh, Crockett Cup last year, he was announcing it along with Joe Galley and Ian Riccoboni. And uh, I'm in the arena. He comes walking. He's got uh, his suit bag, and he's got some other bag with him. And he's talking to someone. And then he goes, he goes, hold on, hold on. He says, and he puts his bag down. And he says to the person he's talking to, I got to go say hi to someone. He puts his bag down, comes running over. Bobby Cruz he gives me a big hug. And I was like, okay, I'm good. Jim likes me today. We're good. Everything's cool. Um, but like I said, he has a passion. When you have a passion for something, probably you're not going to be um, – not everyone's going to like you, first of all. Uh, when you're as opinionated as him, not everyone's going to agree with your opinions. They might disagree with the majority. Like I said, I don't agree with some of the – you know, his views of some of the hotter, ta- hotter talent in wrestling the past few years. But, you know, like I said, he's – it's it, that it's uh, it's sad to see for me to it's sad to see that someone with that much um, knowledge, that much passion and so forth, isn't um, really working in wrestling. Um, and a lot of it's by his choice and some of it's by his doing just with a comment or two or whatever. But um, to me, it's kind of a wasted resource. For sure. So we didn't ask. Um, we we've asked all the other guests. Uh, have you watched uh, Dark uh, the what's it Dark Side of the yeah. Ring? And yeah. if, if so, what what was your favorite episode? Uh, probably Macho Man and Elizabeth from season one. I thought that was really good. But some of these other ones, like this season. So literally two hours ago, I just watched the Herb Abrams one. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I want to say, why didn't I start my career years earlier and work for that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, he might be dead. Might yeah. be dead. <laughs> oh boy, fun times that were going on there, and uh, I might have uh, love children in ten different states if I was. Oh yeah. That. Um, no, he, I didn't know. I of course heard the name, and so, but I was not familiar with him at all or that story. And I'm like, I didn't even know he's dead. And I'm like, so I'm watching that. And I'm like, oh my god! Like really, I actually. Uh, I, we have a, a, a little group text that a few of us have um, with me, uh, Delirious, and um, Todd Sinclair. Uh, and we just, you know, a lot of times you talk about, text about, hey, Howard Stern show. Did you hear this earlier today? Because we're all Howard fans for years and years. And, but, and then there's other stuff that's wrestling. And Ian comes up with some weird stuff. And then Delirious, for some reason, I've never been able to understand this text. Every time he texts back in the group, it's bah, 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 or something like that. I have no idea. What the hell's going on? But that's all right. But uh, I text, I text in the group and specifically to Ian. I'm like, I said, okay, I just watched this dark side of the ring. Has it been decided yet who won the promoter war, whether it was Vince or Herb Abrams or whatever? And uh, being facetious, of course, because he thought he was going to take Vince out of take Vince out of business, which is amazing. I never knew that either. So uh, I should, and, you know, but there's other stuff too that's like I don't think has done a lot to shed any new light, like the Dino Bravo one. I don't think really. I mean, right, you yeah. see. You see the real life, like talking to his daughter and the emotion there and his wife and stuff. But there's, there's no inf- new information or anything like that. So, um, I mean, kudos to the guys. I know, um, you know, they put a lot of work into it and they were so jacked. I was reading about to get a second season and everything. So I had nothing negative to say about it. I just don't know how many earth 
shattering stories they can come up with basically you know i watched uh, last night i watched the dr d one i know i missed it last week so i went on the dvr i watched that last night and okay it's still nothing i didn't know i knew eddie mansfield was a hack i knew he never made it i knew people hated him he ratted out the business and you know and so it is, i guess it is what it is you, you, you watch on a dvr it takes up 45 minutes and maybe you learn something there might be one on me 20 years from now Oh, Dark side of the ring. Might as, long, as long as you're not full of cocaine and you know, no. a hotel lobby with the baseball <laughs> bat, keep on the cowboy boots. I love the fact that he would walk around naked just with the cowboy boots, like he would have more cocaine on him than he had clothes. That's amazing to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Wrestling. Yes. It's oh, wrestling. wrestling in the eight. It was the 80s. Yeah. 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 I never knew they were in the MGM Grand. Like I'm like I'm watching that and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, they're in the MGM Grand. All right. That doesn't look very good. Well, dim the house lights, as they say. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting closer. I'm realizing we've gone over our time, so hopefully the voice of God isn't about to kill us. That's all right. So, I'll stay as long as I, as you want me. Number one, I have nothing going on because I'm boring. Number two, we said if we went over an hour, you would pay me triple. So that's, that's true. That's fine. true. Yeah, Good coming out of your pocket. <laughs> yes. You know what's funny? Carrie Carrie said the same thing about coming on here. He said that he was too boring. Yeah. Well, it depends what Carrie you get. Oh, um, that's right. If, if you, yeah, if you get if you get down in the dumps like just sad Carrie, which may have been a couple weeks ago. I had talked. We talk about once a week on the phone, and he was just sad uh, because you know he was sick of being stuck in the house and quarantine and whatever. Mm. But uh, I talked to him last week, and he seemed a lot more chipper. So if you get good chipper carry, you're going to probably be on for four hours. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to that one. <laughs> as long as you keep mentioning the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, don't talk about Broadway. That's right. Hey, you have to. You have to. Like today, your first question to me was about introducing myself. You have to open up. Carrie, our first question. How are tickets to the Lion King going? You have to. <laughs> I'll be watching, and I will, I will run around my. I'll, I don't have a block. I have a cul-de-sac, you know. So I'll, I'll run around my cul-de-sac four times if you do that. It'd be amazing. Okay. Oh, you don't have any cowboy boots. We're good. No, we need the cowboy boots. It has to be. Yeah, right. There you go. I just yeah. put in our notes for that interview. They're there. No, be amazing. He'll lose his shit. I'm serious. I like to push people's buttons. If you haven't noticed. Yeah, we got. You want to talk about how bad Steven Angelus is again? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Though, no, no, I, I will. I will ask this: Have you ever had a ring announcer, or at least a show where you've also been announcing, and you know, just someone just completely shit the bed of announcing a wrestler? Um, bah, 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 bah. that's a good question. I don't think so. I mean, usually if I'm at a show, I'm at, I'm announcing it or whatever. So I don't think so. Um, you know, it's usually we have Nick Lendl, who's been a uh, great. I hate to use the word backup. That's the word because he's not a he's but he's been a uh, great um, 
Substitute. Uh, substitute. Okay. But sometimes team partner. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we're in the same building and like depending on the location and he's there and he'll do the doc match or the YouTube match or whatever. Um, so that's my really only chance of hearing someone screw up. Um, the last dual show I ever did besides the MSG one, which I wouldn't know if the New Japan guy screwed up because it's Japanese, was um, was all in with Justin and there's nothing there. That was one of my oh, favorite man. nights was working with Justin at all in. So, no, I don't I, I really don't think so. So, I, 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 screwed, I, heard, I heard myself screw up recently. You want to hear this story? Yeah, yeah sure. Story. I want to bore you with this story. So I, I have learned with myself over the years, whether it was playing high school baseball or whatever, the bigger the situation, the better I am. So, it's, you know, they call clutch or whatever. So I can stand in front of Madison Square Garden and 18,000 people and have the hard cam change over to me, handheld cam in the ring, two feet from me, zoom in, focused on me for a world title intro and I will not feel a thing not have a hiccup when there's no fans I'll screw up so when we call when we called off the Vegas uh, pay-per-view um, the next day we had a meeting just to kind of give an update and then they said well let's we're gonna tape a few empty arena matches just so we can see how they look what the feel is blah 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 if we ever want to do this or use it or whatever the very first one we did, Jay Lethal's coming out, and I announced I announced Jay Lethal as uh, co-holder of the Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team Championship. Well, of course, Jay Lethal <laughs> is a co-holder of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. So as soon as I'm done, I said to Todd. Todd's in the corner. I said, I said, I just said Six Man, and he goes, "You sure did." Like he, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> he he loves to uh, needle me anytime he can. So I'm like, what the hell? So I'm sitting at my table during this match, and there's nobody there. We may never air this footage or anything. Stewing. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why would I say that? So that night, I was hanging out with Lethal, and this is like, I don't know, eight hours later. And I didn't, he just remembered, he said, hey, you said six man champion with me. <laughs> I, said, I said, I know. He's like, why? I said, I don't know. I screwed up. Like, whatever. Literally, we did that match and then two matches. And first thing I did, I went backstage to production, to our head of production. I said, hey, listen, if we air this, you got to edit that. I'm giving you a heads up. They didn't even notice. I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I know right away when there's a screw up. I, I said, please edit that if we ever air it. It was, I, I have no idea where it came from. It's so stupid. He's, of all the titles he's held, that's the one he's never held. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just really weird. But it happens. But that's a perfect example of um, if if that place was packed that day or whatever, then it wouldn't have happened. But because I don't know if I let my guard down, whatever. I don't know what it is, but I, I need pressure. I need pressure. That's all it is. I mean, God, good good thing WWE or AEW had, doesn't have me announcing these shows these days because there'd be screw ups all over the place, probably. So just no fans or no pressure. <laughs> TV cameras aren't pressure. Fans are pressure. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy. This guy asked me. He's just like... Yeah. <laughs> he's lounging Man. behind his... Uh, what do you call that paper? I don't even know. Um, it is... Is it... It's, it's just a tissue paper, paper, right? <laughs> it's a, No, it looks like tissue paper. You, like you have a, give somebody a Christmas gift, you stuff the paper in the bag, whatever. That's what it looks like. <laughs> It's, why it's, it's, why don't you have why don't you have the green screen like the other four guys? That's a great question. 
That's right. Because I'll tell you why. Because I'm on my phone, and my phone doesn't allow Zoom to do the fake uh, green screen behind it. But so I had to make one myself. It's poster paper by uh, Post-it note people, and I spray painted like, it. It's so. not all one color. <laughs> Well, yeah, right. Exactly. It's, uh, I, there were several attempts, and as long as I look in there and it's and, I, and it works on the screen, that's what that's that it's that's all that so matters. I probably figured out why you're wearing the sunglasses inside. It says you don't have to see your ugly, gross paper behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or it's because of this giant. Because uh, I'm in my garage and I had to put a light right square in my face, or I look like I'm in the dark. <laughs> Hey man, hey. behind the scenes, <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> Give away all the production secrets. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey man, I, I, that's what you got. That's what you have to do, right? I'm, I'm on the I'm on the hot seat. We're not we're not all Barry and Matt tonight, so I guess I'll just have to take it like a man. <laughs> I got one one night. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's a good one. Barry Matt. No, no, yes, no, no, no. Yes, yeah. it just—it just happens naturally. We don't have to plan it; it just happens. Steve, oh, it's not over. Give me another chance, Elvin. <laughs> All the dead air that we had tonight—that's you know. It's like we all look at Matt. We're going, Matt, say something. Matt, you're the host. Say something. Yeah. I don't know why you guys are doing that. All of y'all have the interview questions. <laughs> that's okay. We I, so I noticed this is this is what I noticed, by the way. So I know so so SD is whatever he is with his budget production mm -hmm. uh jeff and uh ben seem like very nice low-key guys and then you have it. matt who's the host who is uh very um likable easy going or whatever even lets other people on the show interrupt him and then you have ryan and all i think is todd sinclair <laughs> that's right oh yeah yeah that's, that's right that well, is all well, exactly I mean, for multiple reasons. <laughs> no, I, I mean, we call him Cod Sinclair or Coddy Piper. Like, I mean, he's he's got a ton of names. It literally <laughs> hit me now that I I give you shit when you're uh, in Baltimore and you're cheering on Todd or holding up Cod signs or mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. right? I I I'm like, yep. put them down, put them away. Yeah, okay, I got yeah, it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, well, I'm not. Like, a, I don't like. Here. I don't like when Todd gets positive attention and people ignore me. So when okay. we finally do get back to Baltimore, we'll bring we a little Todd sign. sign, but have it to the other side. Have one for me also. We'll have one okay. for each of you guys. I have a great yeah. story for that, but seriously, completely like open up the curtain. This is our disc. Oh no, the screen! What the uh, hell was that? What are you like a weatherman it's, reject? It's my phone. Come on, Matt. See, that's I what we're talking about. Would come up. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, SD doing. doesn't have that problem. His disappear. As soon as you put him over, he does that. Whoa, mm -hmm. whoa. <laughs> where, where's he going? He completely you know so so here's a here's a weird little fact that close friends of mine know one of my favorite shows ever is the waltons you guys uh -huh. probably don't know the waltons whatever uh, but it's on in the, the 70s but it's it's on Ooh. it's on every afternoon for two hours on cable station or whatever and today i was watching it as i was doing some paperwork and i was like oh, they were doing a driving a car scene and i'm like oh my god they look so fake it almost looks like uh, you know, Jaws 3D, where he's going to fly into the uh, 
Jaws is going to fly into the uh, glass thing. I mean, how bad that looks. <laughs> really, this whole the Walton's driving in the 70s and that Jaws 3D was like Matt getting up and walking around there. That was the weirdest thing. You disappeared. <laughs> it was disformed. It was it was pretty bad. Don't do that again. Don't. Good. Just want to make sure this goes. But like, literally, he's in our phone as Todd Sinclair. Todd? <laughs> yes. Cod, yeah. Coddington. Yeah. Last name is Coddington, <laughs> and then you got to be short for Cod. God. And then, yeah. Is this mm-hmm. you just ask him out for five <laughs> I tried. I didn't win. We need to get this. We need to get Tom on now. We got to get yeah, Tom that's on a, now. I have, you want to know the way to his heart? His heart? Yes. Xbox. Okay. No. And Arby's. Those three okay. things, and you're you'll be All in right. golden. Like, yeah, you'll be in golden. So Ryan, I just gave you a little inside tip for your match.com with Todd Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> the Todd and Cod connection. See, I'm, I'm never <laughs> I'm never gonna forget it because the guy Jeff was talking about was directly behind us for my first Ring of Honor show. Yes. So the first He's one the- I ever went to was, uh, geez, uh, Best in the World 2018, I believe. It was Young Bucks versus Briscoes, Hangman versus Punishment Martinez, mm. uh, Cody versus Martin versus Martin versus Marty versus Dalton. Come on, Matt. In the main event. called him Martin? Well, you know, getting to Dalton and... Uh, Cody was dad? So obviously I can't visually see this guy right now or a picture. Can you give me an example of something that he, you've heard him yell to Todd so I can maybe try to remember? Um, um, exactly uh, uh, get off your knees. Uh, get off your knees, Todd. You're blowing the match. <laughs> my favorite. Um, I'm, my grandma Sinclair. He, you. My grandma he, 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 count faster than you and she doesn't have a left arm. <laughs> yes, this guy. He gives this guy he he heats him up all night. I'm, it's the same guy. I've been going for a long time, and it's the same damn guy. It'll get up and he'll take his damn hat off and like but um. And, this guy and, and was the best. He'll just go eight shit. He just he, 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 one time uh last time there was a run in, so Sinclair had to run down and like get to the ring and like he didn't stumble, but he but the other ref kind of ran like right past him as they were running down the thing. And oh boy, it was just he was just letting them have it, boy. God, he was just letting them have it. Do we have you ever heard why he hates Todd? No, I I, I have no idea because because he's a scumbag. But it was <laughs> Todd. So I mean, two honestly, things. I love him. I love, I love the man. There's there's two things, and and even though Todd hates me fifty percent of the time, like I said, <laughs> there's two things. Really, he's the best referee, right? He's the best referee, and he's a very likable guy. So the, the fact that this guy can, can, continues to light him up is um, interesting and concerning. Well, yeah, I gotta tell you, this guy is something because it may be, was, it may be a gimmick. Another it thing may, he did throughout yeah. the night that just stuck with me. He was the biggest bullet club mark. So the first match was Hangman versus Punishment, and Punishment Martinez won. So he's wearing this Hangman shirt, and he goes. Well, that's one of them, and just takes it off, and there's a Young Buck shirt underneath. Oh. 
So they go. Oh wait, this is the same guy. And he goes, God damn it! And there's a Cody shirt underneath. We're at least getting one. We're at least getting one, is what he says. One. And I'm just sitting there like, please, I need Marty to win, just so we just go. You know what? Here's the Marty shirt. Wow. Yes. He must have been hot. Four shirts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was he was so butthurt that the Briscoes won. Oh boy, he was butthurt, boy. He was so butthurt. <laughs> oh, Ryan, I have uh so Ring of Honor now is a uh, reopened, I guess the uh I guess I would say the action figure deal recently mm-hmm. with um Figures Toy Incorporated, I think is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so they put out Lethal and the Briscoes and Taven or whatever. And I've been talking to them for over a year now about doing a two-pack. I said, because you need – you have the wrestlers. We have the Ring of Honor toy ring and everything. You need an announcement and a referee. Yeah. So the Bobby Cruz and Todd Sinclair two-pack. I'm buying it. <laughs> you would buy that two-pack and then throw me away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he claims that Todd Sinclair is himself. Yeah, no. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, you would. You'd go to, down to the local Applebee's. And be like, hey, I got, a, I got my own action figure. Look. <laughs> um, yeah, you'd see, you'd see him out of the parking lot autographing them. That would be Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I think it's a genius oh idea, right? You have to have yes. full crew. You have to have a ring announcer and a referee. Yeah. And I've mentioned it to Todd before, and every time he blows me off. Like, he wants no part of being an action figure too bad. <laughs> Shelf to be preserved, and he's just going to give uh, his toddler. Yeah, no. absolutely, one hundred percent. No, no, no. You guys have all seen Major League, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ryan's going to do it like the voodoo doll. Yeah, he'll have oh. the shrine. Go <laughs> the yeah, the shrine. Do you want to hear? Uh, yes. I don't want to bore you. You said we went over time. Do you want to hear about a time I I got Todd Sinclair really good? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we did. yeah, we'll close with this. This is great. Okay, we'll close with this. So my for, for years on the road, I have tried to uh, get or make Todd see me naked, basically. Okay. <laughs> so we're we're rooming together in New York, Chicago, London, Tokyo, LA, all over the place. We're always rooming together. And I'm like, so I, I do things, like I said, if he ever wrote a memoir, he would shred me in this thing because I've caused him so much stress and torture over the years. Um, I will be in the same hotel room. He'll be in bed, whatever, watching something on his phone or watching TV. I'll have to get up and take a leak. I'll walk in the hotel bathroom, uh, the hotel room bathroom, and I won't, I won't, minor thing, I won't close the door as I'm taking a leak. He's screaming, close the door. Like he gets so mad every time. <laughs> Little things just get him really, really mad. So I, I've been trying, like, I'll walk out of the bathroom with nothing on, you know, out of the shower, nothing on or whatever, and just trying to make him see me. Because I, I, it'll piss him off. I know it'll piss him off, right? So all the time, he knows. So, like, he'll see me coming out of the bathroom, and the first thing that I see, everyone can see right as a visual, like, it's something like this. Because he knows that I'm I'm gonna try something like that on him after all these years, right? I'm trying. 
So it was a few years ago, we're at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And upstairs, they have the dressing rooms on both sides of the stage. We always went to the same dressing room on, on a certain side of the stage. It would always be me, him, Carrie, maybe just a couple other people, stragglers, whatever. As uh, if you walked into the locker room, or dressing room, there was uh, a bathroom on the left side right away. So if you're walking to go out of the dressing room, it's on your right. I knew Todd had to go out to go downstairs to check on something or whatever. So I went in the bathroom and I knew I had to take a leak. And of course he can hear me taking a leak. So he starts yelling, close the door, which I'm sure he said it in uh, more colorful language because he gets mad. If he walked past that bathroom and even though I left the door open, he saw me taking a leak. All he would see would be my back. Right. So I decided to try and be a little cute and outsmart him, and I side saddled the toilet. <laughs> so instead of standing, instead of standing dead on to the toilet, I stood to the side. So when he came by, he was gonna look. He would, and I finally, after all those years, I got him. And all as I'm taking a leap, all I hear is ah, and he's all yoked out and he's scared. And uh, yeah, so that was that was after all these years. I've gotten other people, even when like they've been in our room or whatever. I've gotten other people that I've never gotten him. Finally, that night in New York City, I got him. Uh, it's probably the only time I've ever ever gotten him, and uh, it was it's like winning the world title. Like I was so excited. It was very uh, it was very good. <laughs> that uh, I, I I felt like you know I, for once I outsmarted him and uh, I side who ever side saddles the toilet you stand dead on right straight yeah. nope yeah corner you got, right you on got, the side you got a savage. right on the side yeah so, there you go there's our ending story oh I, we have one quick question from uh, the comments uh, what's your favorite pizza joint in Boston I can't give an answer for Boston because I don't live in Boston. So, I mean, I'm in Massachusetts, but I'm an hour from Boston. Um, and then I'm actually closer to Providence, which is 30 minutes from mm-hmm. me. But like I said, I'm boring. I don't get out much. So I will give, you know what I will say? I will give big props. How about in the town I live in, there's a place called Palace Pizza. And uh, not only do uh, my, son, my daughters and myself order from them all the time, calzones, pizza, mm-hmm. wings, whatever. But they are huge wrestling fans. Literally, uh, the first time I walked in there years ago, uh, it was like this big reaction. They were like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I, one of the guys said, oh, I heard you lived in this area or something like that. We just started talking about Ring of Honor for 10 minutes while I'm waiting for pizza. So um, Palace Pizza in Fairhaven uh, is my, uh, my go-to. But, uh, yeah, Boston, I don't know. Like Boston? I go to Boston for Bruins games or Red Sox games. That's it. I really never, ever go to Boston besides that. So I don't want to um, give false information. You need to. This episode sponsored by Palace Pizza, by the way. Even though I'm wearing a Red Sox shirt. See? (laughs) You need need to get your own pizza. (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't know what we call it. I, I have a feeling like if it was going to be named after me, I'm like, I don't think like in your local grocery store, you're walking down the frozen aisle and you see a whole pizza. I don't think that would really <laughs> sell. Well, that was, that was my next question. If, if I was walking to a pal's pizza and I, and I wanted your pizza, what would I ask for? That's <laughs> Give me the now one. that. 
Now that I, I do want to talk to them about. I do want them to make the Bobby Cruz or or yeah, exactly. whatever. Something like what I do. I, I, I've actually thought of that. And uh, and, and it's actually they just so they, they just moved down the street in my town. So they have a new location, but same place, same company and everything. I was in there a few weeks ago picking it up and right away. Here we go. Right away. As soon as I walk in, they're like not talking and. Hey, I watched Ring of Honor TV the other night. This or that. And I'm like, God, oh, these are good guys. Like, in my, and I live in a small town, so I'm like, these are good guys. I, I, I want to lend my name to uh, to one of their pizzas. I, I almost want to say, like, wings, maybe, because I really, really love wings. There you go. So, so some sort of a spicy buffalo type wings, like Bobby's Blazing Wings, or so, something. We gotta, yeah, we gotta do go. something there. I don't, even, I don't even need, I don't even need money. You know what I mean? I, but I wish we should incorporate a microphone too. That's the other thing. So I don't know. Oh. Do, right. you want to, uh, do you want me to take you for a walk before we get off here? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Because Ryan, I want Ryan to see what um, Todd Sinclair says is one of the worst things he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> you're not. You're not going to be side no. side saddling a toilet here in sixty seconds, <laughs> yeah. are you? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. You're not. not you're not that. working us, are you? I'm taking yeah, you on a tour, work, by the way. Look, this is this oh, is right. uh, that's my daughter nice Sarah. But this is hey, Sarah. Hey Sarah. This is Bauer. This is Bauer. Bauer. Hello, Scratching. Hello. Say hi to the people. Poor hey. Bauer. Hello, hey, look Bauer. at this little guy. So we got this little guy a couple of weeks ago. This is Radic. Oh. <laughs> Radic. Yeah, he's cute, right? He's adorable. He's so small, but a huge pain in the ass. Now look at <laughs> so talk. So a few years ago, I had someone I know that uh, was a painter that wanted to do a painting of me. Um, and uh, so she gave me the painting. And then she said, you know, she said, I think I made you a little too pale. I could add color. I said, oh, no, don't worry, because I felt bad. So this is the painting uh, of me, um, if you could see. Uh, and Todd Sinclair, <laughs> Todd Sinclair, every time he, he even sees it, in the background or whatever, it just says it's the most disgusting thing he's ever seen. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's I mean, look, it's, it's, I mean, it's 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 nice in like a Bram Stoker type of way, you know. Like, <laughs> so, I do feel like I look a little bit like Dracula. Someone else said that, but you know, I mean, someone offered to make that for me and, and everything, so. So I look a little pale, but I mean, what are you going to do? So, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it, it is a little creepy. Although I know what picture that, that she used to make that. And that pic, that is my pose in that picture. It's, it's a pretty spot on. Listen. It's just the color. Yeah. The color I'm a little bit off or whatever. It's so the color. anytime yeah, the color. I'm glad I could take you on that tour because anytime I can incorporate that painting, uh, even if Todd doesn't <laughs> see this or know about it, just knowing that I tried to get him to see it is Gonna piss him off and um, <laughs> tell, Todd, tell Todd. Uh, tell Todd. Looks like you sat down and uh, uh, you sat down to give blood and, and, and forgot to say when. <laughs> oh my! They took too much. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it, matter of fact. In that uh, Ring of Honor, what do you call that? You guys, uh, you hip guys, the young guys. The TikTok mm -hmm. video Ring of Honor put last week. 
was it Don't Rush yeah. or something like that? The gimmick? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah something like that. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. it actually, uh, I, I didn't get, I didn't read the whole email. Like I say, it usually happens. So I didn't get the whole toss in a boot or a shoot thing. So I just mm-hmm. had my daughter film me coming in the house, getting the mail. And like, oh, and I change and you see me coming out in my suit. And I'm carrying my suit bag out as if I'm going to a show, which I think was a perfect way to end the video. I was the last one because that's like the future was finally going to do a show again. But um, mm-hmm. I actually stopped at that. Uh, fast forward, but I stopped at that painting and look up at it because I knew Todd would <laughs> see the video. <laughs> so it was actually in our little group chat. Ian Ian put a comment. He said, "Oh, nice to see Bobby's painting made the video." <laughs> Just my luck. Mm-hmm. But oh. hey, somebody made a pot figure of me. It actually looks like, like me. That painting, uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> That's that, Ryan. So let me ask you before we go: Are you going to have Todd on the show? Um, I would love to get in contact with him. Um, he is definitely somebody. Um, at least just through who we've already had on the show, they have spoken very highly of him, and he's and he's come off as very knowledgeable. Um, so he's definitely somebody we would love to have. Oh, you had Caprice on. You should have Todd on. Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and, you know, Brian Malonis, we had Brian on there. So, you know, maybe that's our. That was a shot at Caprice. That's all. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, I love. Oh, my God. I saw you guys having Caprice on. But let me go. Before we get out of here, let me just tell you. It's almost you meet good people. Like in the years with Ring of Honor, with our roster turnover and everything, we've had such good people. Not everybody. Once in a while, you get a Davey Richards type who is an ass. But, um, most of the time, you get good people. Yeah, but Caprice, uh, just one of the sweetest, nicest guys. Everyone should check out his social media because he's doing a nice uh, little gimmick there. Um, but yeah. he's um, for a good cause. But a good guy. But I, I bust on him sometimes because he uh, is color commentary, which he's gotten so much better at over the past year especially. Um, mm-hmm. He likes oh, to yeah. cut me off sometimes because uh, <laughs> I can hear it in my earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> And, and after the show, always, he'll be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, whatever. And I'm like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. But in, in my mind, I'm like, you son of a bitch. How many times do you have to go over there? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, he's gotten so much better. And he has such a, a love for uh, for wrestling and our company. So he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I'm sure uh, I'm sure he gave you some good stuff. He was great. Oh, yeah. Yep. He definitely was. So, yeah, he's definitely going to get you got to get Todd. Uh, uh, Ryan and, and and so I this Brady Bunch thing I know it's the, like the Zoom uh, technology or whatever but you are the guys if you can figure out a way if you can get Todd on and back and maybe it's on YouTube and look at the 1980s show Love Connection uh, where they would have somebody <laughs> sitting on a couch have somebody in a box like you know what I mean? you oh, have Lord. to you have to use that kind of a shot if uh you guys can get Todd on for Ryan. if 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 uh bobby if, if if todd comes on and we put him in the box like this can we replace his name and put marcia <laughs> <laughs> i want to actually you know that reminds i want to know who eric is who's eric he's god that's the voice he's of God. God. He does all of our tech work. He's the guy. Uh, he's the guy that's telling us we got to get off of this thing, running this whole deal. Uh, Eric, <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> all right. Bobby, I have to ask is, is Todd Sinclair the kind of guy who's going to go back and watch all of our shows before coming on? No. Okay. Yeah. Here's what we got to do. All right. If and when we get Todd Sinclair, We'll also give you the Zoom code. 
<laughs> oh God! We can get on that. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to well, pull I, a rib. That on would t- be good. <laughs> that would be good because I owe Todd. Uh, I, th- I know we keep saying we're going to leave with a story, but here's, I'll leave with this story. Todd loves to my um, name into songs. So, for example, he told a story of several years ago. Todd, the only, uh, I think, the only uh, WWE pay-per-view Todd really still likes is uh, is uh, Royal Rumble. Like, you go to friends' houses, they make, you know, uh, fantasy pool maybe, bats, I don't know what's going on, but whatever. He likes that. So he told me a story about years ago when John Cena came out at the Royal Rumble. And we all know John Cena's music. And uh, he would sing, uh, it's Bobby Cruz. It's Bobby <laughs> Cruz like that. He would put his my name into any song possible. So last year, he was on Brian Malonis's podcast. And, um, and he did, he said he had a big, like, world debut of a song. Um, and I'm like, it, I knew it had to do with something like me. So I'm listening and I'm like, oh, this is going to be brutal. Like, I don't know what this is going to be. And, and all of a sudden, uh, they say, okay, Todd, we heard you're going to debut a new song. And they start playing the, the music without the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. And next thing, all you hear is Bobby Cruz, Bobby Bobby Cruz. And this went on and on, and this went on. And then there was an old, um, not old, but a, a guy, a kid who used to work with us to move him on a part-time. He's from this Boston, the Boston area. He's a referee, Mike Coughlin, really great kid. Ended up moving out to California, works with Disney now. And uh, he, he, he took that, and he made a 10-minute loop of it and put it on YouTube. So if anyone can't fall asleep, go, go oh, uh, look on YouTube for Bobby Cruz, uh, Baby Shark or whatever. And uh, it'll it'll put you to sleep. But literally, um, I owe Todd. That's my point. I owe Todd. So if, if he's Tom on it. and you want me to – you found it already, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's annoying. It is so annoying. And he got – so last year we were in Seattle and Portland for a weekend, last spring or last summer. And um, – he, I think it was in Portland. I walked in the locker room and like 30 people were singing that song as soon as I came in because Todd set it up. So I owe Todd. So anything okay, you want me to do, yeah, anything you want me to do, if you have Todd on, uh, uh, no problem. Just just give, me the, just, give me the, just give me the heads up. We got you. We can make that happen. All right. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and what are you going to ask Carrie about? Tickets to Broadway. Lion King. Lion King tickets. Ticket sales and Lion King. That's it. That's it. Oh, and then and then they want to call you a bean bag. Yes. Yeah, double B bean bag. Double B bean bag. That's a good story. You can tell that story on a show like this. No okay. Problem. No problem. Good. All right, boys. Awesome. You've been you've been great, Mr. Cruz. You've been great. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. It's been. It's been Thank you. Uh, I look I forward to having you been, back. I don't yeah. want to say it's been enjoyable or fun, but it has, I haven't hated it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's been okay. We that is, that. Uh, before I forget, I, where can people you find can, you on social media? Social media, yeah, easy. At real. You don't believe it or not, somebody took my name on Twitter like years ago. Uh, so so oh, yeah. years ago, uh, when Ring of Honor got popular, somebody like went and grabbed all of our names, basically. So 
Uh, like so many Scumbags. people, now I have to have at real Bobby Cruz, not C-R-U-Z, C-R-U-I-S-E, like a cruise ship, or Tom. I get that all the time. Um, and then uh, Facebook, you can find me the same way. I don't have Instagram, although I've been, been told a hundred times I should have it. So I don't have Instagram yet, but one of these days. But Twitter. Twitter. I'm pretty boring tweeter. Um, I've been blocked by a couple of professional athletes, one Hall of Famer. So, um, you know, once, once in a while I say something that's not very popular, but it's all right. Don't worry about it. I'll be nice. I'll put this show over. Okay. Right. That's all thank we can you. Well, thank you. I'm just looking. I get closer. I look at Ryan. He looks so much like Todd. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, man, you, all we have tonight. Ryan, guys. are you single? Married, married with an 18 month old. <laughs> yeah. I was say, you know what, though? His son is kind of looking like Hulk Hogan right now with the mullet <laughs> and everything. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Say, if he wasn't asleep, uh, all right, he says, don't make on. the cardinal mistake that I made. Turn off your green screen first. He's gonna grab a picture. Yeah, because I'm not grabbing him because that's like suicide. <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah. He was actually. Let me turn the virtual background off. He was actually Hulk Hogan for his for his birthday. Last <laughs> 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 <I still remember. laughs> right. the mustache. Uh-huh. <laughs> he literally That's just needs good. the mustache. Cute kid, cute uh, kid. Yeah. Glad I never had a boy, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> serious. By the way, before we go, I don't, I don't want to lie. I said that that Bobby Shark was a ten-minute loop. It's actually an hour loop. An hour. Really, people can't fall asleep. Even better. I mean, Even yeah. Better. It's, it's, it's a, you hear it? <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> hey, 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 Bobby Cruz. That's Todd Segler on vocals, by the way. Nice. Don't play it too. <laughs> hey, 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 Bobby. Don't play it yep. too long. You might have to. Uh, you might owe money to to uh, Sinclair. You know what I'm saying? And there, there might be some uh, copyright royalties. Or something like that. Yeah, your uh, royalties. Yeah. Well, he's always he always tells people I'm broke and I have no money because I have a daughter in college and another one starting next year and stuff. So he he probably, in the goodness of his heart, wouldn't come after me because I'm broke. So no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guys, this has been awesome. We appreciate you guys joining us for this. We appreciate Bobby Cruz for coming on. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you all on Monday. Yes, Thank please very like, much. share, subscribe. ROHwrestling.com. Yes, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs>